Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Layover Podcast. I'm your host, Neka Julia, and we are back with another story from June's theme, Travel. If you haven't signed up for our newsletter already, go to thelayover.com. And August submissions are now open. We are talking about friendship the entire month. Very excited for those submissions. You can go to thelayover.com slash submit to tell your story. And without further ado, let's get to episode 37, where Samia shares a story about a transformational solo trip abroad. Samia definitely transported me back to the place where she took this solo trip. I'm very excited for you all to hear this one. I hope you enjoy episode 37 of the Layover Podcast, Embracing the Moments. I adore sunsets because of the effervescent time I spent 15 hours away from home in Bali. The air was different, yet familiar, like my soul had been on an island before. It was the first time I had not only been out of the good old USA, but it was also the first time I flew by myself to a foreign place. I was in this space in my life where I needed a change to take place. I had just broken up with my on-again, off-again boyfriend while healing from sexual assault. My spirit was searching for a feeling to fill a void that left me empty. I wanted life to feel good again. I needed to feel alive again, like life meant more than just going to work to make a living and dying. So, I decided to play a game of If Only with the Universe one night. Now, let's be honest. Facebook can be a blessed platform for connecting people. Not just old friends, but friends that just so happen to travel all around the world. If only I could scrape up the funds to go to Bali with Serge and the Shiva Cali gang, and to Mexico with Angelica and the sisters. It would make life ten times better. There are too many places that I need to see before dying, were my exact words on my post. Little did I know, the universe was about to take me up on my if-only offer, sending me on the adventure of my life. Serge responded to that post in a private message, reassuring me that I was in the right place at the right time. I sat with this idea of traveling to Bali, So what if I just bought my plane ticket? Where am I going to get the funds to do this? Everything will fall into place, right? I questioned as I pondered how I was going to piece together a trip to Bali in a matter of two and a half weeks. Serge had also asked if I would be willing to photograph the experience. There was no way I was not going on this trip. I mean... This is what I've been, I had been waiting for, an opportunity to shoot and travel and capture the experience. Little by little, week after week, I pieced together this puzzle called Bali, an island of love, spirituality, and much authenticity. After a 15-hour session of sleeping on the plane, three servings of not-so-great plane meals, we finally arrived in Hong Kong. Upon arrival, I was stopped by the only other person of color on the flight that day, Anthony. Hey, uh, excuse me. I noticed you running through the airport last night. Do you, uh, want to grab a beer? 
You know, it's not often that you're in Hong Kong, right? He asked. Now, normally, I would play the stranger danger card and totally dismiss this person. But I thought about the alchemist and how people along our journey have a story or a lesson for us. We went and casually sat at the bar and had a beer. I learned that he was also from L.A., and he just so happened to be on the same flight to Bali for a retreat also. He introduced me to the Be Here Now concept and how our words automatically complicate our reality. Rather than waiting to do something or say you're going to do something, just do it. Because the past and the future exist right now, here, in this moment. Life's all about choices. He was kind enough to sit next to me on the connecting flight to Bali. We shared stories of healing, transformation, and just how every decision that we had made led us to this point in time where we were both on the same flight, five hours away from Hong Kong, going to Bali. Upon landing in Depensar, I jumped for joy, thinking to myself, I'm really out here by myself. Like, oh my God, girl, you actually did it. Luckily, a friend connected me with another friend, and I was meeting him at the airport. The air was hot and humid. My Southern California lungs had never experienced this type of humidity. As we swept the airport searching for a taxi, I became more overwhelmed and nearly passed out. Once we found a taxi, we were off to Simignac, a chic town of insane drivers. Simignac is a cute little upscale town with shops, yoga spots, and tons of great food places. I had my first drinking experience in another country, and man, it felt great to be on this beautiful island drinking a mojito. I thought to myself, damn girl, you made it. After about four hours of sitting in insane island traffic, we finally made it to this little jungle town called Ubud. I checked into my homestay run by a family called Jati. After a long flight and a long day, I crashed in my little apartment for two days. I woke up to the sweeping of my little porch. This was my first introduction to Balinesian culture. Every morning, they rise when the, when the roosters call and sweep the walkways, followed by performing morning prayers and laying out offerings. The homestay was really sweet in the fact that they offered breakfast and tea. And if you are an L.A. sister friend, you know your girl loves tea and coffee. Shortly after breakfast, I decided to explore town a bit. Most would think a woman of my stature, being 4'11", would be cautious of exploring a foreign town alone. However, I felt very protected, almost as if I was invisible in my own little bubble. I walked down this alley in full confidence, knowing that no one knew my name and had no clue that I was there from America. Much to my surprise, though, I was far from invisible. I got tons of stares from the Aussie expats and the Balinese. It was as if they had never seen a black woman full of wonderlust with a camera before. Given our American reality of experiencing all sorts of isms, especially African-American women, I found that the Balinese were way more kind than the local expats 
who almost gave me looks of disgust, as if I didn't belong on this island. Ironically, though, it didn't bother me or stop my exploration. If anything, it intensified the experience for me, making me crave more of it. While shopping, I encountered natives engaging in peaceful conversation, laughing about the states, and learning about the sacred traditions, and in this case, it was Balinese New Year, that were to take place in the next few days. I remember sitting on the porch, gazing at the rice paddies and the coconut tree jungle that sat in the horizon, watching as the sun kissed the tops of the trees as it began to set at the end of every day, thinking, damn girl, you made it 15 hours away from home. Thank you all so much for listening to episode 37 of the Layover Podcast. To find more from Samia, you can find her on Instagram at instagram.com slash being S-A-H-M-I-A-A-S-E. As always, we appreciate every single comment, like, share, subscribe. Make sure to hit up our newsletter at thelayover.com. And in August, we are discussing friendship. You can go to layover.com slash submit to tell your story. We still have a few more from June to get to till we enter August, and they are worth the wait. These stories are phenomenal. The final two for the theme travel will be on Monday and Tuesday of next week. I will see you all then. Have a lovely weekend.